0: entrepreneur on fire 574 in need of some motivation we've got you covered seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire did you know that evoice handles call routing and voicemail transcription for your business go to evoice.com and get five dollars off every month for life when you enter promo code fire that's evoice.com promo code fire Behind fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Charlie Megan. Charlie, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Yeah, John, let's burn this place down. Yes.
0: Charlie has been an entrepreneur since 2006 when he left his job in finance to go off on his own. He first tried his hands in real estate and eventually stumbled into billboards. Interesting. Given our listeners just a little overview, Charlie. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: I'm a huge fan of the show. I've listened to a few hundred of your 500 and however many odd episodes, so it's a pleasure to be here. I live in Chicago. I'm married. I've got two small kids, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old, so uh, that is a ton of fun right now, keeping us very busy, but uh, (laughs) we're loving these days, so really enjoying that. Uh, Professionally, I co-founded a billboard company back in 2009 uh, with my brother and a couple other partners. We met with a group of people, a couple guys actually, who we knew to be big real estate investors. Uh, And we met with them because we were doing real estate development at the time. And we were pitching them on uh, on a project. And uh, at the end of the lunch, they basically indicated that they weren't weren't real interested in the real estate, but that they had sold a billboard company some years back, they were looking to get back into billboards in Chicago, and they would uh, back us essentially teach us the business and be our partners in the business. And we left that lunch, you know, kind of scratching our heads and but we determined that they were great guys and we could use an education and, and learn from some really great guys. And so we got into the billboard business, we formed a joint venture within just a few days of that.
0: See what happens, Fire Nation. When you keep your mind open, you know, you keep swinging that bat, and you know you're just open to things that are coming your way. I mean, you know that's happened to me in the various industries that I've been in. All the guests of Entrepreneur on Fire have pivoted, have adjusted at some point. And here's Charlie, who one lunch has now changed everything and what he does on a day to day basis. And Charlie, what I really want to do now is dive into your journey. But before we do, and really give that spotlight effect. We always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling, to get Fire Nation fired up. So take it away.
1: Great. I mean, there's a quote that I keep nearby. I keep it in my pocket. I keep it on my desk. I read it several years ago. um, And I honestly don't know who to attribute it to originally, but I learned of it from Ken Hendricks, the the late uh, building supply billionaire. And I understood he kept it on his desk and it just really resonated with me. But it's uh, a ship at harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for.
0: A ship at harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Expound upon that, Charlie.
1: Yeah I mean for me it was just like it just rang so true uh, because it, it, the the point of it for me was that this is the only life you get that you know you're meant to go out there and challenge yourself and get everything you can out of it and that while it may feel safe to you know sit in harbor so to speak uh you know life is really out there and and it's those challenges that give it meaning and i wanted to sort of make something you know live somewhat of a remarkable life or i, I suppose we all do and uh and the only way to do that is to take chances and uh and make sure you know for me the biggest fear my biggest fear was never failing it was waking up at 50 or, you know, pick your number uh, and realizing I hadn't done what I wanted to do with my life, that I had sort of lived life in the middle, or, or I guess as like Thoreau used to say, uh, you know, live a life of quiet desperation. I just, that was the biggest risk for me. And so, uh, you know, getting out there and, and sort of taking those challenges head on or creating them for myself uh, was, was a much better option.
0: Charlie, you've taken risks and you failed. I've taken countless risks and failed countless times. Every single one of the 573 Entrepreneur on Fire guests that precede you, Charlie, have taken risks and failed as well. And guess what? We're still here. We're still alive. We're still kicking. And most of us are having a lot more fun than if we hadn't taken that risk and failed. So Fire Nation, this is part of the journey. You know, don't wake up at 50 or as Charlie said, pick your number and realize that you are living that quiet life of desperation. There is no reason to do that because failure is an option and it's okay. And then we learn from that and we grow from that. So Charlie, failure is the perfect segue into our next topic, which is about your journey, about the trials, tribulations, struggles, obstacles that you've gone through. Charlie, take us down to the ground level. Tell us the story in that moment in time when you failed and what were those lessons you learned?
1: I love this question. I think it's the best question in all because I think you learn so much about somebody from when you you know from their stories of failure and uh, and for me, the, my failures have been by far the most um impactful experiences of my life i I also like the question when people say or you know the answer to the question when people say uh, they don't believe in failure or they don't use the word because in my experience. It, there's no denying or no mistaking failure for anything else. You know, my failures anyways uh, are the ones that come to mind first have been so painful and so real that, you know, there is no question that they were failures. You know, one of them, the one that sort of epitomizes it for me. Uh, sort of culminated. I was sitting on the foot of my bed with my head in my hands, uh, literally crying uh, because it had been a few years of, a fa- of one particular failure. It was, I just didn't know if I could take it anymore. I just felt like the world was kind of caving in on me. And so it was a real failure, but rewind the clock a couple of years. And, and where it started was, um, I had left a job with one of the big, you know, investment banks at the time. Um, I, I, was right, I was sort of on the money uh, raising side. I was raising funds essentially for them, and I left a very good job in my mid twenties because I wanted to go out on my own. Uh, you know, sort of referring back to that quote, um, and I was just sort of chasing um, the money. So I got into real estate. Uh, and I bought some apartment buildings and not like, you know, one or two flats, like, you know, 30 plus unit apartment buildings. I raised some equity. I borrowed a bunch of debt uh, and and bought these buildings, having no experience, you know, owning any real estate other than my res- residence at the time. Uh, and so bought these uh, buildings and almost immediately things started to go south. I mean, we were missing every single projection we had set uh we weren't getting the rents we thought we weren't getting the occupancy we thought operating expenses were higher than we expected uh, you know when when we did get the rents we thought people weren't actually paying them so it we really missed on almost every single count and it was pretty clear that they were you know that they were going south in a hurry so it, with real estate like that it takes a while to fail it's not like you can just say okay i like throw up my hands and you know i'm gonna move on to the next thing so it took a period of years um, but, you know, and it, and it was a very painful time. Probably the biggest, you know, experience was it was so distracting from anything else, you know, from the possibility of doing any other, um, you know, profitable ventures. But um, but everything I've learned and really everything I've applied to my career has come out of that experience. I mean, uh, those have been the most valuable lessons I learned. Um, you know, not the least of which was, I would never again pursue a business that uh, where I don't have a demonstrable advantage or expertise. Uh, That was probably my biggest advantage. I went into real estate because I thought that people were making a ton of money there. And I wanted to be getting on that. Uh, And, you know, I figured I was smart enough to kind of figure my way through anything. And, uh, and that was not the case.
0: See, Fire Nation, this is such a good life lesson because it's a total mindset thing. How do you want to go through life? Do you want to go through life In a sprint, chasing that money like Charlie did, just getting into something because he thought he was sprinting after that dollar, that bottom line. Or do you want to look at life as a marathon, you know, where you can get into something that A, you have a passion for, B, you have, you know, some good skills at or some skills you can develop at. Or that three, you know, like what Charlie's saying, you have that demonstrative advantage in. And that's just huge for so many ways and for so many people and in so many different circumstances. And Charlie, man, I feel for you. I was in real estate for four years myself, you know, from 2008 to 2012. I mean, that was some of the roughest times to be in real estate. And you're right, you can't just walk away. You know, it's like that death by a million paper cuts at some point and it's just so so difficult because you know we know that as entrepreneurs there's always opportunities that bright shiny object syndromes there's always things that are cropping up that we want to chase but when you get those handcuffs when you get locked in by these things like charlie did with these 30 flats you can't just walk away so fire nation be agile take life like a marathon not like a sprint and charlie for fire nation now boil it down into one takeaway that you want us to learn from, from that experience?
1: Sure. I would say a couple fold. One is to reiterate, I mean, have a demonstrable advantage, be that have a a real reason why you, you know, you're going to succeed at this where others may have failed. Um, That's one of the bigger takeaways. The other one is I learned essentially what risk actually is. Um, You know, it's, it's one thing to say you understand it. It's another thing to really get burned by it or what leverage is borrowed money. I I mean, that's been a huge takeaway. I, you know, I, I always thought that little leverage gave you the ability to have more returns, right? You uh, invest $1, borrow another nine, and uh, you're going to make, you Know, 10 times as much money as you would otherwise well it also works against you and i don't think that i certainly didn't understand the the meaning of leverage i mean it's like the meaning of flammable you know everybody says they understand it but <laughs> when you're engulfed in flames it's a totally different understanding
0: what a great analogy couple of great lessons charlie and let's just use you know these stories that you're telling these great examples these great takeaways as we go into the other end of the spectrum which as you know being a listener is that aha moment is that light bulb moment. So obviously, Charlie, that lunch and some level was an aha moment for you. And obviously, you've had other aha moments as well that have been really powerful. Which one are you going to share with Fire Nation today? Whichever one it is, Charlie, take us there. We want to be next to you when that moment happens. And then along your side, when you take those steps to turn that idea into success.
1: Sure. Well, uh, like I hear often on your show, my aha moment came really on the heels of, of one of these
0: failures. Which is why we um, love failure.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it completely opens your mind and your eyes towards the aha moment. But for me, it was I had, you know, I experienced the effects of leverage and risk. And then uh, just on a chance meeting, uh, I was introduced to a big shopping mall developer in South Florida. Uh, a guy that I still uh, keep in contact with and really like a lot, and he was a very, he is a very wealthy guy as well, uh, done very well. And so when I met him, I thought, oh well, this is my you know this is my opportunity. He's here's a guy who obviously takes a lot of risk, and um, you know he'll understand, and we'll do you know we'll do a bunch of deals together. And you know he was very interested in the kind of deals we were doing, and he did want to do a bunch of deals, but when it came time to um, like start, what I thought was the time to start writing checks he didn't start writing checks. He was always looking for ways to remove as much risk from the deal as possible. Uh, and what he he called them back-to-back deals. And so back-to-back is was sort of my aha uh, moment uh, or, or aha-like expression. And what that meant to him and what it means to me is there's a lot of ways, whether it's in real estate or in anything else you're doing. And now certainly in, in my current business, There's a lot of ways to uh, put the deal together without writing big checks. Um, You know, maybe it's uh, in the real estate world, maybe it's securing a tenant before you buy the space or, um, you know, in in my current business, maybe it's having an advertiser uh, before you, you know, invest a bunch of money in the structure. there's a million ways to apply that to your business, but it's looking to proving your concept before you invest a whole bunch of money in it. And what I've found is that both the guy that I met in this story and, 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 and several very successful people I've met since uh, do the same thing. They, uh, they, you know, what's made them wealthy isn't writing big checks all the time and taking big risks going long. It's removing risk off the table at every opportunity and taking the, um, you know, doing only the best deals, the stuff where you can uh, really make your money before you even buy.
0: There's so many examples of this as well, Charlie, and the book that I'm actually in the middle of right now by Jim Collins, Great by Choice, really highlights the truth of this, that the people that have had all the success, that have made it through the trying times and the successful times as well, those ups and those downs, are people that are successful removing risk, not taking on more and taking that one big gamble.
1: Absolutely. And I loved that book, by the way. I loved Great By Choice. That uh, has been one of the more influential books that I've read. in terms of like, matching my current like, methodology, that book is spot on. And the one that I was trying to think of was the lean startup, you know, the Eric Reese approach to really proving your concept, getting revenue positive before you even put any real money into it.
0: And what's really powerful too about both those books is those are great audio books as well, Fire Nation. So I know that you're driving right now. I know that you're running along the beach and you might not have time to sit down and read these great books like this, but both of them come in a phenomenal audio format. So go check out eofirebook.com, grab one of them for free and start on listening. And Charlie, what I really want you to do now is boil it down, that experience that you had into one takeaway for Fire Nation
1: don't assume that entrepreneurialism is associated with risk or, or at least that you have to take giant gambles in order to be an entrepreneur. Because my experience with dealing with very successful entrepreneurs and, you know, very, uh, wealthy people has been, they don't necessarily take a lot of risk. In fact, they look for ways to remove risk off the table. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are scared off from starting a business or from becoming an entrepreneur by that word risk. And I think that uh, what you'll find is that if you look for opportunities to, uh, Uh, to to remove risk, uh, you, you actually make more money in the long run or even in the short run.
0: It's real powerful, Charlie, and here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we are obsessed with real-world examples, so I'm going to give one. The real-world example of this proof of concept is our recent product launch of a Webinar on Fire. You know, people have been asking us forever, John, how do you do these weekly webinars? How do you create them? How do you present them? How do you convert them? X, Y, Z. So we said, you know what? People want this, but before we spend all of the time and bandwidth and energy and effort it's going to take to create this, because, Charlie... All we have is time. We need to be very careful about where we're spending that. I want to know that this is a proven concept. I want to remove the risk of wasting time for something that people actually won't buy. They might say they want it, But until people buy it, that's where the proof lies. So we did $15,000 in pre-sales of Webinar on Fire before we ever even started making one effort towards creating that product. And we were very transparent and open, hey, you can join Early Bird Special, get 35, 40% off now, locking in your spot for this product that will be available in three weeks if this concept is proved. It was proven, we created it, we removed the risk, and now it's very successful. And Fire Nation, you can do this in any industry, in any niche with any product or service, it's so powerful. And Charlie, you've had, my friends, a lot of proud moments, rightfully so. You know, I see the picture right now on Skype where you're holding your baby. I mean, that's a proud moment for sure as a father. But share with Fire Nation your proudest entrepreneurial moment.
1: For me, it's been a gradual realization of a certain amount of success. It's that we're not in a startup phase anymore. We're not, you know, everything that happens isn't dependent on me anymore uh, or on any one person. Uh, it's that the company has gotten bigger than any one person, has assets of its own, and, and is growing every day. I really take pride in our salespeople. I do a lot in terms of um, sort of coaching or helping them to the, as much as I can, and so uh, that's made me very proud to watch that they're certainly better than I am uh, now. Uh, skills you know far uh, supersede mine and so that's really been um you know that's been a source of pride as well the other one that is kind of a fun moment but uh, proud is my wife and i recently bought a house and uh that w- was sort of validation uh that the past few years uh or really probably eight years uh, many, you know, a lot of which has been uh, difficult, has paid off. And, and it, you know, we're back to a point where, you know, way better off than I was had I stayed at my job. Uh, and it was sort of closed the chapter on that period and, and started a new chapter. So that was a proud moment as well.
0: There we go, Charlie. Those are the moments we're looking for. We're looking for those moments that we can relate to as listeners, moments that you're actually experiencing in your life. And Charlie, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. I see my logo as my company's signature. It tells the whole story of Entrepreneur on Fire with just a few words in an image. Beyond being hot, Obviously, we're inspiring, energetic, modern, clear. But before you start working on your logo, our friends at 99designs recommend that you nail down your brand's voice and personality. Then, your logo can accurately reflect those things. Is your company fun, traditional, quirky? pick five adjectives to describe who you are. When you create a design brief at 99designs, you'll share this info with a community of thousands of designers. It will help them choose the colors, fonts, and symbols that best represent your personality. And once you launch a logo contest, you'll only have to wait a few days before you start seeing all the great ideas roll on in. What are you waiting for? Go get a logo for $299 at 99designs.com slash fire. Get a 99 $99 power pack of services for free at 99designs.com slash fire. You've been waiting for an important phone call all day long. The suspense is killing you. You keep checking your phone, wondering if somehow you missed it. And after you turn the volume up one more time, you realize you've checked the volume enough times that it can't possibly go louder. Why are you so paranoid about missing a call? Oh, I see. Someone in another office is actually supposed to be transferring that call to you. Well, what if you could just set up a directory of numbers so that whoever's trying to reach you can just dial your extension? No big, fancy, automated phone system necessary. eVoice offers your business a professional greeting with call routing tools and a custom dial-by-name directory so you don't have to rely on your coworker to make that transfer happen. Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30 day free trial. So go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes evoice under eight bucks a month. evoice.com, promo code FIRE. So, Charlie, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Charlie, what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice was given to me by my current partner, uh, and he said, manage your downside and your upside will take care of itself. And, I, you know, it may sound a little conservative, but I think he was spot on. It's certainly been, um, you know, something that he's lived uh, consistent with, um, or at least in my experience. And so, uh, it, it, again, I mean, the, you know, it's much more difficult to uh, make a fortune if you're always losing a fortune. And so, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of ways to continue to make steady progress every day uh, and just manage your manage your downside. Make sure you don't go, um, you know, game over.
0: Charlie, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: Sure, I get up pretty early. I get up about 4.30 every day. And uh, I would say that really helps set the tone for my day. Um, it, I do different things during that time. Some, you know, lately I feed my daughter a bottle, uh, sometimes I read, other times I uh, take care of all the things like emails uh, and you know other sort of administrative stuff that I might not have time to do during the day. But I figure that gives me a jump on you know most of the rest of the world by a couple hours. And uh, more importantly, it kind of lets me get my head right and make sure the day goes uh, Uh, the way I want it to go instead of just being on my heels all day.
0: Charlie, as we say in the army, we get more stuff done before 9am than the rest of the world does all day. I believe it. (laughs) Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I do use Evernote religiously. I'm an Evernote fanatic, and I use a little—I don't know—99-cent app called F- Fast Ever, and that basically uh, just allows you to type in a quick note, uh, hit uh, send or whatever, a save, and it then winds up in your Evernote box without having to, um, you know, open the big Evernote app and enter your security stuff and all that. But the biggest one, and I can't believe it doesn't get mentioned more on your show, but is your show. Uh, I think honestly, oh. and I'm not just giving you lip service. Here, Uh, I think Entrepreneur on Fire is the single greatest resource for entrepreneurs. I can tell you uh, that every book I've read, and I read a lot, too much probably, (laughs) uh, at least in the past couple years, has come from your show. This past year, I should say, I probably read fifty books that, uh, all of which I got from your show. My problem is that every time I listen, I get another one that sounds (laughs) good, and I write it down, and you know, I put it in uh, Evernote, and I go back to it, and I end up uh, reading it, and and maybe I should read fewer books and try to implement them a little more, but I end up kind of getting so pumped about the books I hear that I go into them. So I think uh, Entrepreneur on Fire is just such an awesome resource.
0: Thanks, Charlie. And you know, keep getting up at 4.30 a.m., my friend, and you can do all of this consuming. And Fire Nation, (laughs) you can find the links to this resource. Entrepreneur on Fire, and of course, Fast Ever, and everything else that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com/slash Charlie Megan. Charlie, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, it's your turn. <laughs> what would it be? I can't just do
1: one because for me, these two go hand in hand. And I really, I read them back to back, and I can't really remember where one ends and the other begins, but uh, it would be the slight edge and the compound effect. I found both of those to be uh, so enlightening and just so impactful on my life. It, it really helped me understand um, not only my own business philosophy or, or form my own business philosophy, but um, but you know personally, fitness and almost everything you, you you know you can apply those concepts to. And I just found that it really those really resonated with me and uh, and have been very influential.
0: No, they're very powerful and to kind of fill Fire Nation in a little bit. The Slight Edge was written by Jeff Olson, who is the mentor of Darren Hardy, who's the author of The Compound Effect. So you're so right. Those books go truly hand-in-hand. Read The Slight Edge first, follow it up with The Compound Effect. Two amazing books by two incredible authors and entrepreneurs. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So again, if you haven't already, get an amazing audiobook like these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Dot com and charlie this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world identical to earth but you knew no one you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have your food and shelter taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars you've just woken up charlie you've walked outside the sun is shining the birds are singing what do you do
1: well, this is a tough one because a week, even if you have $500 in a laptop and your room and board paid for is not a lot of time to uh, start a business, at least not one that, um, you know, like a hundred year business. But what I would probably do is I would identify a handful of people, uh, whether they be, you know, tech giants or if, or if for me, it would be uh, probably a, a handful of billionaires or people that I knew to be very successful. And, uh, and I would figure out a way to meet with them. I would figure out who I knew that knew them or figure out something I could offer. They would entice them to at least have a cup of coffee with me or give me five minutes in their office. And I would make it my goal to get in business with that person. Uh, and I would—I don't have the plan I, uh, because without talking to them, I can't possibly know what they would need. But after talking to them, I would have a pretty good idea. And I would think that most of those people, and it's always been my experience, most of those people are looking for good people uh, and and not just to hire, but you know maybe to partner with. and that was, that is was exactly how we got into the billboard business. Uh, You know, they had ideas and things they wanted to do, but uh, good people uh, are in short supply. And uh, so I would make sure I met with those people. I would make sure that I conveyed to them, you know, my respect for them and my desire to be in partnership with them. And I would look for a way to do it. Like I say, for me, it was the billboard business, but uh, it could be almost any other field of your choosing.
0: Fire Nation, it's all about networking. Love that, Charlie. And listen, your journey, Charlie, has been truly inspiring. So let's end on a high note by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance and then sharing the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: My parting guidance would be to get out there and do what you said you always wanted to do because you don't want to wake up uh, at whatever point in your life and realize that you missed your best years and that you didn't do what you wanted to do. I think that would be the saddest thing. That would be harder than any failure you could experience. Having said that, I would r- encourage you to really work on a, not a business plan because it doesn't need to be a big glossy 50 page thing, but you should have a revenue model or an idea of how you're going to make money and uh, and and make sure that, that that makes sense, that you can uh, make money doing it. and and have an idea when that's going to be as well. So it would be to take the chances, but measure them first. Uh, And in terms of how you can get a hold of me? Probably the best way is LinkedIn. I'd say um, uh, yeah, it's just Charlie Meegan on LinkedIn, so I guess it's linkedin.com backslash in slash Charlie Meegan. Uh, look for me on there. Definitely reach out. I'd love to hear from people. Uh, even if we don't have common business interests, um, tell me you know, what what I should be learning about right now or what I should be reading or how I can help you. Uh, I'd love to hear from anybody, certainly any of your listeners.
0: Love it. Well, Charlie, Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today, your contact information by just going to eofire.com, typing Charlie in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up Fire Nation. And Charlie, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thank you, John. It was really my pleasure.
0: Fire Nation, are you using webinars to sell your products, to build your email list, to grow your brand awareness? Why the heck not? I know that can be scary, but with Webinar on Fire, we take you step by step on how to create, present, and convert your webinar. Podcasters Paradise did over $500,000 in sales on live webinars in just four months. And on this free live workshop, we'll show you how you can start hosting your webinar today. Webinar